my friend, you have found the Functioning Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Murray, life coach and author. I started this show to share life lessons and hot mess moments along with a few shenanigans to let you know you're not alone in this roller coaster of life. Each week, you'll get a solo episode or an interview to help you improve your self-confidence, create healthy relationships, or become a better parent. If you love what you hear, hit subscribe and I'll automatically show up in your downloads each and every week. All right, let's get on with the show. My guest today is Sue Robson, and I'm so excited to bring this conversation to you because she, for a lot of years, lived a life that the majority of us can only dream of. She was working for a luxury super yacht company, and she traveled the world and got to see some of the most amazing places and meet incredible people and work with legit the lifestyle of the rich and famous, and she learned some incredible lessons from that. She shares some of that in this episode with you today, and she also talks about the transition from going from the yacht industry to a business entrepreneur and personal development. So I'm really excited for you to get to meet her and learn a little bit more about my friend Sue. All right, Sue, welcome to the Functioning Hot Mess podcast. I am so excited that you're here, and I'm excited to bring this to the listeners and the awesome life that you have had. So let's just jump right in. Tell us a little bit about this life that you have had that people only dream of. (laughs) Hello, Tanya. Thank you so much for welcoming me. It's a pleasure to be here, and it's lovely to see you, Tanya. Thank you. Yes, the yachting world has been quite an extraordinary um, lifestyle and experience. Um, I got started sort of kind of um, out of the blue, really. I was managing a bed and breakfast, um, beautiful bed and breakfast in a lovely part of Australia called Byron Bay, northern New South Wales. And I met a friend there who was working on a yacht as a chef, and he invited me to join them. And at that time, I had the opportunity. I was able to do so, so I jumped on and joined. I never looked back. Six months in, I was sourcing all my um, information required for visas, legalities, uh, whatever it is that I needed to get overseas, booked myself a flight to Florida and the USA, booked myself a crew house and a crew agent, and got on a plane and flew over to the States for the very first time. I had no idea what I was getting into. I just knew I wanted to work on yachts and that was my mission. Um, I arrived and it was steaming hot and I was like, seriously, what am I thinking arriving in the States? In <laughs> August it was so hot. But um, the first uh, the first few boats uh, didn't work out so good. I had quite a bit to learn actually, but um, it, didn't, it didn't stop me. I just kept going from strength to strength and 12 years in, I uh, finally have finished up my career in yachting. But what an incredible journey. I've worked on a lot of different yachts from 100 feet up to 200 feet. Um, I've been all around the world. I've worked with billionaires who are movers and groovers of their own craft. It's, it's an incredible environment to working in with people who are very prosperous with a very wealthy and a prosperous mindset, the crew you meet, the people you meet the luxury of the yachts, the income, like it's extraordinary. Um, I couldn't imagine not having that experience in my life. It's been quite a a wonderful, uh, wonderful journey personally and professionally. So, yeah. Yeah. And to be able to see all of those amazing, beautiful places that that just sounds heavenly. (laughs) (laughs) So I have one question going back a little bit. Um, 
were you interested in boats? Had you been on yachts? Like how did that, you know, interest spark that got you to even have the conversation with someone who was the chef? Um, I've always loved travel um, and I love luxury accommodation. The, um, the bed and breakfast in Byron Bay was definitely a luxurious accommodation. That sort of really sparked something in me. Um, having a hospitality background, I've always worked in beautiful hotels, boutique hotels, very luxurious environments. So transitioning from a land-based environment to a yacht was really quite natural for me. The concept of working on a boat where everything was going to be taken care of, your rent because you live on board, your food was taken care of, in some cases your mobile phone was taken care of because it's part of the job, everything was there that you needed, your basic needs were met. The idea of travelling was extraordinary um, and going to locations that a lot of um, only ways that you can really get there is by water and by boat. And then having instant families, so every yacht that you joined, you'd always have a crew. So you were never alone. You always had people around you as well to enjoy that journey with. So those things alone um, really ticked all the boxes for me as far as um, living away from home and traveling and experiencing life on a different level. Yeah, I I can imagine. So one of the things that you just said kind of made me wonder, um, you mentioned that you each time you went on a different boat, you kind of had a new crew, a new family. Was that difficult? Yes. <laughs> yes. There's no questions there, Tonya. That was extremely difficult because you're working from people from all over the globe. So everyone's cultures are different. Everyone's belief systems are different. and Everyone's mindsets are different. So it's very challenging to work with people who aren't on the same wavelength as yourself. It requires a lot of compassion and understanding for other people, regardless of whether you know exactly where they're coming from. I think you just have to have a really good sense of compassion with people and maybe ask a lot more questions than you would normally that somebody's on your same wavelength. So yeah, there was quite a lot of challenges on that level. You know, I love that because when you're asking questions and getting to know them more, like you're building that connection and that network of connections that, you know, how awesome is that? Because I'm looking at my current career and, you know, I have worked with one of the people I've worked with, we've been together there for 10 years and I absolutely love her. And she is family and it's, but we've had 10 years of life to share together, you know, and in the trenches, so to speak. And so, but having the, the change, you know, with, with coworkers all the time, um, I bet that would be difficult. I bet it would also be really kind of rewarding to be able to keep up some of those connections and make new friends, new family. Yes, indeed, Tanya. Yes, indeed. Um, it is, you know, you are constantly changing. For 10 years of my life, I had a lot of movement with friends, with people, locations. So it, it was a very upheavaled kind of a lifestyle, really, um, a very gypsy lifestyle. We weren't really in one place for any length of time and you didn't really stay with um, the same people that you're working with. Um, So the connections that you did make in and around all of that, they're still my friends today. So, yeah, you do build a different level of friendship. There's a different sense of compassion and understanding due to the um, uncertainty and awkwardness of that environment. Yeah, I can imagine. What an awesome experience. So, you know, you mentioned that the first couple of boats didn't work out very well and that you had a learning curve and, how you had some, you know, transition kind of to figure out some, some lessons to learn there. Was that, 
how, what was that to live through? Because, you know, I think about a lot of times if we transition from one job to another, we still have, you know, our same home or our family or whatever, that's kind of a base for us, but you didn't have that. So what was it like to learn kind of on the fly like that? It was interesting, Tanya. Thank you for asking. It, um, I guess the best way I deal with, I dealt with that and I have always dealt with things this way is what seems to be bad actually is not. It's an opportunity to see the good inside of that. So for instance, the first boat that I got fired on, I was flown from Florida down to St. Lucia in the Caribbean and I got fired from that boat, which I was too social. The captain didn't like that, not for anything wrong as far as work ethics, but just I was playing too much. And I met this little <laughs> man there, a Spanish man, Juan. I mean, he's, he's still my friend today. He's adorable. And when I got fired, I called him and I said, Juan, I've been fired. What am I going to do? And he said, Bella, darling, don't worry. He said, you come, you stay with me. He invited me to stay with him for a week or more to build my confidence and get my strength back together before I flew back to the States. And it just touched my heart so deeply that a perfect stranger opened his house and had compassion and put gave me the opportunity to build my strength before I went back, you know, with my towel between my legs per se. It was just, and that's happened several times in the first three experiences and I now have those three core friends as my best friends in the entire world now due to those experiences. You know, I love that because, you know, it seems like we hear so much about the negative side of humanity and yet, you know, your experiences were, were very much true and positive. And I think we need to see more of that. I have no doubt that there are good people all the time doing good things for people and just being human and kind for no reason other than just to be kind. And I love that you had those experiences that you could share and kind of bring us back to what matters. Exactly. And what matters is I think when you can when you know yourself well enough to just trust your instincts with a person, especially somebody you don't know that well, it can be quite scary, but at the same time, you know that there's a, a good reason why you're trusting this person and listening to your own instincts because good things come from that. And it's having faith in humankind because people surprise you in the oddest of places and surprise you at the oddest of times. And if you're open to accept that, then you will find that happens more and more in your life. And rather than being frightened of that, just be open and say, wow, okay, well, I got fired from the job, but wow, here's this lovely man I met that's opened the door for me to provide me with what I couldn't see. So it's being open, I do believe, it has really helped me, just open to the, all possibilities of what human beings can do for each other, especially in awkward and unexpected situations. Yeah, and following your intuition, you know, you had an intuition that that was the person to reach out to and you followed that and it led to amazing things. Yeah, I've always lived by, by, by my intuition. I've spent a lot of time on self, I call it self-discovery or personal development. Um, so I've really built a relationship with myself and learning to trust myself to start with. It didn't work out so good to start with. I found myself <laughs> in some place to think, oh, God, so maybe that wasn't really an instinct. That was more of an impulse. So I've learned the difference <laughs> between <laughs> impulsive decisions and spontaneous decisions. Um, they give two very different results. So it takes a lot of time to build that relationship with yourself in learning to trust and knowing what to trust inside yourself because there's a lot goes on inside of us. 
and sometimes it's a busy chatter mind that overrules your intuitive um, feelings so it takes time and I'm still working with those as we speak today but I couldn't live my life without without relying on my own instincts first. Yeah, I love that. That's actually something I've been practicing um, the past couple of months is moving more from my head to my heart because that inner guide, that intuition, that inner knowing is so much more powerful, but then the critter brain just jumbles it all up and and it sets you back. And so I've really been practicing intentionally moving from my head to my heart as I'm making decisions and making plans. And the change that I have felt from doing that is incredible. So I love that you come from a place where that's been your, you know, your guiding force for a long time. To me, this is brand new. And I can only imagine what life would look like for me and for others if we could just tap into that earlier on and live by that. Uh, yeah, thank you. That's awesome. So so you talked about um, how you know you were around wealthy people, successful people, you were learning from them. Like what were some of the main lessons that you picked up from from that lifestyle, from the individuals you met? <laughs> Creating my, uh, my mindset around wealth and rich, being rich. Um, for instance, as a chief stewardess, you have access to the owner's credit card and you are able to spend on that credit card basically to, in- to make sure that the yacht has everything it needs for the owner's visitation. And I remember on one yacht I worked at, I went shopping and I spent $10,000 six trolleys later and I thought that was a lot of money. And then the captain's like, yeah, no, they're on board for about three months, Susie. Go back and triple that. I went, what? Are you kidding me? And he's like, no, just go and spend the money. So it was a real eye-opener of spending other people's money on such a large volume because that's not the kind of money that I was spending for myself at the time. Um, and I said, gosh, you know, ten, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 or more. <laughs> wow, this person trusts me completely. Um, and there was never a problem. Like if the credit card didn't work, I just made a phone call to the captain. He's like, don't worry, I'll move some money over. It's okay, just keep spending, you're good to go. So that really brought home, age. people trusted me with their money. Um, so that really gave me a good strength of confidence in handling that volume of money. And then that I could actually do that for myself as well. Yeah, I think that would be a, a huge shift for a lot of us just because you know, um, not growing up in that situation or not having that type of money to spend like, but what a gift, how awesome for you to be able to spend so freely and in, and at the same time provide service, you know, you were providing a genuine great service and yet to be able to kind of do both at the same time and then shift that mindset. Because I know a lot of us, um, we have a, a mindset with money that's lack, you know, there's not enough or, you know, we kind of have that limited belief about money and how cool that you got to have that experience to actually see what it looks like on the other side of that. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It was, it was, yeah, it was a real treat and a real honor to have that experience. It certainly shifted my own mindset. I can see more grandly what I'm worthy of um, as, as far as income is concerned, um, what I have in my life and knowing what 
what's important and what's not important. Um, yes, money gives you a tremendous amount of freedom, but sometimes if you don't understand what it is that you, is of value to yourself and can bring value to your lifestyle, it doesn't always require huge amounts of money. But just having that understanding of having volumes of money and not having volumes of money and finding that balance in your own lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. So I have to ask, tell us a little bit about I mean, you had to have seen some incredibly beautiful places. Oh my like, tell God. us about some of the places you <laughs> went and what it looked like and that a little of that experience. I'm living vicariously through you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tonya. Oh, my gosh. The destinations are, are stunning. I, I could rattle off at least 50 places I've been to, but two that are really close to my heart is I love the Bahamas. The Bahamas is incredible. The color of the water the energy, the vibe, the laid-back lifestyle. I do like the food, Creole mostly. Um, The people are pretty warm and friendly and she'd be right, like time's not a problem for them. So I really love that whole lifestyle, but it's the epitome of yachting for me. You've got this most beautiful yacht. You've got this incredible water. You can just dive off the back of the boat into crystal clear water, not worried about, you know, being bitten by anything or it's just extraordinary. I just really love the Bahamas. When we can open up and travel again, my first destination is going straight back to the Bahamas. It's beautiful. I love it. That's just one of my favorite places. Is there a special, like a certain island there or a certain destination in the Bahamas Bahamas that's a favorite or one that we should all go visit? I like the Exumas. So the main island, which is called Nassau, is where Atlantic uh, Resort is, which is beautiful. Um, On the other side of that is Rose Island, which is a really beautiful beach. Um, But once you leave that main hub and head south, there's there's lots of other islands through the Exumas. I can't remember all of the name now, but the Exumas is really lovely. So it opens up to a whole different world of all these little islands just pocketed around the place. And they've all got their own little character, but mostly very rustic. Some of them have some really nice restaurants on there, Um, but just, yeah, just stunning and unique in their own ways. But once you leave that main island and head south, then you really sort of settle into more of the bohemian lifestyle. Oh, that sounds amazing. Like I'm just picturing that right now and I just feel relaxed. (laughs) I can feel like my shoulders are like settling and I just feel, oh, that is definitely on my bucket list. (laughs) Oh, how fun. So, um, so you, what ended, like what changed for you that kind of took you out of the, out of the yachting industry? I was getting to the point in my career because I've been in yachting for over 10 years and I was getting to the point I thought "Mm, I seem to be really living somebody else's lifestyle and not that of my own. I feel like I'm more of a passenger rather than the captain of my journey. Age had a factor in that. I was coming into my early 50s and I was thinking "Mm, I really need to be doing something more for myself. Um, I was missing my family which are all here in Australia and on top of thinking all of that, have the universe present a, a, you know, I call it an opportunity. Other people say, oh, my God, it's not so. I broke my shoulder and I broke it pretty badly. Um, Yeah, pretty badly, actually. Um, So I really needed two years of rehab to get my shoulder back up up to any form of using it again. So that was sort of the third turning point in making that career transition. And during the um, process of being going through the rehab, I didn't realise how bad I'd broken it um, and how long it was going to take. So I had quite some time up my sleeve to really think about what it is that I wanted to do. And so with those three factors in place, it was time to make a career change. 
Yeah. So that is when I met you was when you had your broken shoulder and you were deciding to put all of this into a book. So what led you down that path to, to, to now you're a published author. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Tonya. Yes. Having you as my accountable buddy was awesome. It was really lovely. (laughs) I love the fact that you're over in the States um, because that's another place that's really, you know, warms my heart. Um, I loved talking to you, hearing your accent. So that, you know, being global, I felt still I was in that global global travel experience. Um, so uh, writing my book, um, I wrote about my travels, um, about my whole career really. I've, I've had a very colourful career path and um, to some people it's been shunned upon as, oh, my God, you're unstable, you can't stay in one spot. Far from the truth. <laughs> I'm just a really quick learner. I love life. I want to be out there and learn as much as I can. And I think when I, well, for me, when I put myself out there in unfamiliar environments, I actually grow more, more than I could do by just being locked in one spot. That's just my experience. Um, so when I wrote this book, I wrote it as my career path. However, in my first book with that one, I, um, I held back a lot because it's the first book. So I didn't know what the rules were, who you could include, how things were legally. So I held back some of the process of writing a second book using that one as a foundation um, and then I'm going to elaborate a lot more detail and information inside of that. But um, as you asked me in the beginning just there, um, having a broken shoulder, I really didn't have anywhere else to go um, and it's a passion of mine to always have been a write, like write a book and self-publish. And that was, to, to me, that was the perfect opportunity. As much as my arm was in a sling, Google became my friend you can actually speak into a Google Doc and it will put the text on the, on the paper for you. So it made it easy to write. So that's how the first book got started, Tonya. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun because, you know, we were working together and kind of holding each other accountable. And it was like we talked one day and then the next day you're like, yeah, I, I wrote it yesterday. I'm done. And I was like, what? <laughs> how did that happen? Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, the speaking – had to be a huge tool because, you know, when we're typing, it just takes more time. And so to be able to speak in that, that's awesome. I, we, we kind of forget that this technology that we have can be beneficial in more ways than one. That's awesome. So, and you mentioned another book, you're working on another book. I am Tanya. I am. So I'm using the core structure of the first book I've written and just really pulling out areas where not, we've gone back over and reread it. So oh, I need to elaborate more on that. Need to add a bit more to that. Need to fill that up a little bit more. So that's where I'm going with it now. I've got a few crew that I've worked with and my friends today who um, some of them have retired from yachting also. I've asked them to share their story as well. So you're going to get a little bit more well-rounded of other people's perspective and experience too, which I think will add more value to the book for the listener and reader as well. Oh, how fun. I can't wait to read that. So um, your book, your current book that you have out is Travel to Live. That's correct. And, yes. Yeah. Tell tell us a little bit about what you've got in there. And so and I, I think even that with, title. Yeah. Tra- well, that's how I basically lived my life. I've literally traveled to live, um, live to earn an income. When I was young, my parents split up. Um, and at that point, I was three months off finishing my high school. And not only did they split up, we relocated. So we relocated from one state to another state. And then they split up. And then I had um, three months left to finish my school in a really unusual environment. 
And at that point, I realized that not everything is certain in your life. So I learned to have to cope with uncertainty and stepping into the unknown. And once I had completed my schooling, I realized, you know what, I can, I, this, is, this is silly. I'm not going to be able to sort of just have a regular job. So I went in search of finding a job um, that was going to provide similar to what the Yacht has. And I ended up working in the Whitsunday Islands in the Great Barrier Reef here in Australia working on the different islands as a hostess, started off as housekeeper and working as hostess. And then from there, I just continued to travel. I love that. And I love how, you know, a lot of times we put ourselves in a box where we feel like in order for us to see the Bahamas or visit the world, we have to be, you know, doing it by our own income or we're, you know, we're, we just put a lot of expectations on ourselves. And yet if we get creative and we start looking at, okay, I want to see the world. How can I do that? What a perfect example of what that looks like. You got to see the world from working. And basically, like you said, all of those basic needs were met. Expenses were paid and covered. And you know, I think what an awesome way to be able to just show the example of stepping outside of that box and saying, I am going to see the world, whatever it takes. And you definitely did that. Yeah, thank you, Tanya. It was an awesome experience. And once again, you know, life experience has been my best education. Um, I'm very good at sort of sitting in a classroom. I do enjoy that side of learning as well. But I do feel that life experiences, whether they're good or not good, certainly open you up to parts of yourself that may not be done in a classroom. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned how you feel like you grow when you go other places and you're taken out of your kind of your comfort zone. You learn, you see something new, you meet new people, you're immersed in new cultures. And I love that because you know, I, I mean, I haven't left the States. I've been in the States forever, but even to go from one state to another and get outside of your comfort zone. And, and for me, there's such a huge piece of that is traveling alone and being able to really say, okay, this is the city I'm in today. Where do I want to go? What kind of food do I want to try? Because when we travel with others, it's where do you want to go? What do you want to see? Where should we eat? And you're making those decisions together and there's sometimes compromise. I know for me, that's been one of the biggest personal growth is traveling alone and just being responsible for yourself a little bit. Yeah, that's true, Tanya. That's true. Um, it is, it is, uh, empowering to be able to travel and make your own decisions sometimes those decisions aren't good that's where your learning curve comes in (laughs) (laughs) I have um, those too (laughs) (laughs) but um I've been on my own like for at least over a decade Tonya so it's going to be a challenge when I do finally meet my partner and and we start to share my life on an intimate level with somebody those compromises are going to be really interesting to see how I can uh, work my work through that that's another another level of learning and education um, I haven't yeah. gone through in some time so I'm sure that there's going to be some lovely lessons in there and I, now that I'm becoming more settled, I sort of look around at people that have, like yourself, who have been in the job for 10 years, who've got great workmates, who have great structure and form in your life. And, you know, you've got home comforts, like they're things I don't have. That To me, that's a luxury what you've got, because it's completely what I don't have. So yeah. there's, there's all sorts of balances in that. So I'm looking forward to this next part of my journey where I will be more 
land-based, I'm still going to travel. Um, and I'm looking forward to sharing my life with somebody else now and um, just going through those experiences of sharing rather than just being by myself or traveling all the time. Yes, I'm so excited for you. This next chapter is going to be amazing. <laughs> so where? So now, since we're there, where to after yachting? So you've you've kind of completed that chapter. Now what? Well, I knew I couldn't go back to a nine to five job, Tonya. It's just it just it's not my nature, and I've I've moved around so much and lived in such different environments. Uh, so I had to find something that was going to be a better fit to that. And I thought, well, online um, business is is all up at the moment because with COVID and everything. But it's always been a passion of mine to have an online business. I've always liked the, uh, the concept of a digital nomad. Um, that was really something that got me started into looking for an online business, even though that wasn't a right fit. So for the last during COVID for the last year or so, I've went in search of a business model that was going to fit all, all the, um, tick all the boxes for me. And I've actually found an online business in personal development and it just resonates with every cell in my body. Um, it's a portable business so I can be anywhere in the world once we can travel again. Um, and it's really focused on personal development. And the whole concept behind the business uh, mindset is to um, get other people to reach their full potential by educating them. And that's something that really, really appeals to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm self-help and personal development. That's That speaks to my heart. So I totally hear that. So what are you teaching? Like when you're saying you're teaching other people, what are some of the things you teach? It's actually through a business uh, company that I go through. So all of the um, audios are already set up. You can do a seven-day boot camp. You can do a 17-day dive in a little deeper. Um, we do live events as well. So twice a year, not at the moment. We've just done two virtual <laughs> events, just not being able to travel. Uh, the founders of the company are actually in Portugal at the moment. I believe they're in lockdown. Um, so everything is done audially or on Zoom. Every morning I tap in five mornings a week to a global call. There's over 300 people on that call. The leaders in the company have been leaders for five to 10 years. So they actually implement all of the training. Um, so you're tapping into a live audience and a live training every single day of the week. It's awesome. And it changes out, just depends on what's actually happening in people's life. It will trigger different things and bring up uh, tools to work with. So it's really lovely to have those online live uh, live training and then in your own time you've got access to different audio and live videos you can go back in and rewatch. A lot of journaling. So is it mainly like teaching and shifting mindset? Is it um, teaching you a certain skill? Is it about business? It's about all of the above actually, Tonya. Oh, yeah, cool. it includes okay. everything. So it incorporates everything. So all your physical limitations as a human being, so understanding all depths and levels of your of your being. Um, it also helps you understand who you are in essence. So trying to tap through all of the layers of all this stuff that we've learned that we've carried with us that no longer belongs to us. It's just trying to work through all those different areas um, and then they just give you tools to help you tap into that um, especially with the live events where you can actually ask questions on the side and your answers are answered straight away. So those kind of tools really help. 
Yeah, I love that because I think that that's one of the things that was super key for me um, on my own personal development journey was figuring out who I was. Like you mentioned, going deep down in those layers because our culture, the way in which we're raised as kids, you know, we have a lot of mindset and beliefs that are kind of passed on to us that may not be true to our heart. They may not resonate with us, but we just go with it because that's what we've learned since we were little. And I think that's been one of the most empowering things for me was to start taking that step back and just truly getting to know what was my own heart saying, like what were my values? What was the most important thing to me? And there's just so much value in being able to truly get down through those layers of who you are. So I think that sounds like a great, a great group that you're with and a great organization. Um, So how can people join you? How can they find more about what you're doing or, you know, participate in some of that? Absolutely. So they can reach out to my website. I have um, a landing page um, where they can uh, put in their information. And in the actual website, it's more of a story of who I am and what the business is and what my intentions and motivations are around personal development for myself and empowering other people as as a leader. Um, So they're very welcome to pop in there and have a sticky beak around. If they wanted to leave their details, they most certainly can. They will receive a personal call directly from me. Um, and then I can just answer off any questions they have and they can just see if that's potentially a good fit for them or I, we could work together um, or not. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's entirely up to, up to the person. That's great. I think sometimes those, well, one of the things I've learned is there are, there's so much personal development information and self-help out there that sometimes it gets a little bit overwhelming because you keep searching for, well, what should I read next? What should I listen to next? Who should I follow? And it, it, it seems like this is kind of all in one place. So you wouldn't have to do the searching anymore. It's, it's all there for you. Absolutely. And that, that sounds incredibly helpful because I know that's one, that is one thing where it gets, it does get overwhelming. It does, Tanya. It does indeed get very overwhelming. And the one thing I love about this business that I'm in is the community. Community is key. You really need like-minded people around you that are willing to offer their education through their experiences and through their wisdom. There, You have a support team around you. Um, you have a direct mentor. So if there's any immediate questions that I need answering off, I can make one phone call. Um, if I have any questions as far as the business side of things, my website, um, marketing, I go straight to corporate and within 12 hours because you're international, I will have an answer back. So those things are key and gold to me. I really needed somebody that was there and I really needed to be part of a community of like-minded people. And I, I believe I've found that community. The owners are phenomenal. Um, they basically carry their heart on their sleeve and they're sharing their experiences directly with us um, and it comes from the heart. And that that is really, really vital and very important from the leaders coming all the way down, filtering through into the community. Yeah, it is. And, you know, one of the things I've heard over and over again for the last several years is that you become like the um, five people that you spend the most time with. And so what a great group of people to spend time with, you know, you've got this entire group, like you mentioned, you found a community and a whole group of people who are working on personal growth. And if they're lifting themselves up, that's going to naturally lift you up. And yeah, what a great community and a great opportunity. 
Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's something I've always wanted is finding the right community. And then I look for a long time, especially when I've been traveling. Um, but yeah, this just ticked all the boxes. And I was lucky to have it when I found it um, once I come home. So but it is yes. a company. So it still feels like I'm traveling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit, huh? Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that, or you have something special, a seven day boot camp. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. So basically it uh, just keeps you in focus, um, a lot of journaling. Uh, it's sort of like a questions, which so it prompts you with questions, which is really helpful because that way you can start to ponder your thoughts. And the best way I find by pondering my thoughts is what I call free writing. So basically just getting a journal. I love colored pencils and just free write and don't don't think about what you're writing, just literally get it onto paper. Having uh, somebody to prompt you, um, and it's actually an audio as well as a visual, so you can actually see the person as well. So you feel like you've got that accountability person for there, there as well. It is recommended that you do it seven days in a row um, without stopping because that sort of just keeps the momentum and the flow going, and it helps you. Once you tap into it, if you're asked the appropriate questions, it helps trigger things inside of you. Um, and you start that flow going, it's quite surprising what information does come out of you onto paper, and then you can go back over and read that back over yourself again. So it's having those prompts, those questions, and the accountability that really helps you get through that and, and find the answers. Yeah, I love that because, you know, we we do things like that in other areas of our lives. So if we if we start to feel sick physically, not necessarily sick, but maybe something's just not quite right. We do a week cleanse or some kind of detox. So this this concept is actually pretty common. It would just be for your personal development, for your overall wellness. And sometimes I kind of think that we get stuck in that overwhelm cycle and we get too busy. We're too and and we get to that point where we recognize that something has to change. Like it has to change and it has to change now. But with a lot of personal development, that change is slow and it takes a little bit more time. But with this, I mean, a seven-day boot camp where you're able to really focus and get very clear within for seven days, you know, you could have, you could be significantly lighter, like, you know, that happier, lighter, like the overwhelm can be passed in a week. And that's as as immediate as it can get. That's true, Tonya. That's true. It's um, yeah, it's a good starting point. That's for sure. I mean, it depends on where you are in your personal development or your self discovery journey. Um, it can accelerate your journey really quickly, where your ahas are pop, pop, popping all over the place, or it can just give you a really good taste. As oh, actually, this this kind of way of doing things really does work. I can see the door and the keyhole to who I am inside. And once you start tapping more into that, then you're, you'll find that other things start coming into your life to help you keep growing. And that's where um, a community is really vital when you're tapping into a community every day. Um, questions are asked by somebody in a community and you go, oh, yes, I was thinking that. So it's just that community reinteracts what that seven-day boot camp is or what any self-development program that you're doing um, it just helps keep you accessing that information by hearing it through other other people's experiences as well. What a great gift. I love that you have this to offer to the world. That's amazing. So they can find that at Sue Helen Robson. So S-U-E-H-E-L-E-N-R-O-B-S-O-N 
info. That's Is that correct? correct? That's correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I'm going to have the links to that actually on my show notes. So when that goes out to listeners and to readers on my blog, they can just click that and go straight there and learn more about it. Lovely. Thank you, Tanya. All right. So before we close down, is there anything else that you feel people should know? Just keep doing what you're doing. And one of the things I'm very passionate about, if you've got a dream, do whatever you can to bring that dream to life. Dreaming is so vital. Do not lose faith. Do not lose hope. I, when I wanted to go to Italy, I found a way to go. When I wanted to go and work on super yachts, I found a way to go. When I wanted to write my book, I found a way to go. When I wanted to start an online business that was portable and flexible, I found a way. There is always a way. We have all the resources inside of us. It's just a matter of tapping into that. So my philosophy is if you believe it, you will achieve it. And I truly am a walking experience of that. If you do believe in your own abilities, you will achieve it. May not get there in the way you think. Might take you around in a few different loops. (laughs) May not be a straight route to get there, but you will get there. And uh, just keep dreaming, people. Just please, just keep dreaming. A lot of times we feel stuck in the life that we've created. And it it feels like the dreams are no longer uh, reachable or it's achievable. And I love what you just said. Just keep going. Don't stop dreaming because they will find a way. You know, your brain will find a way. And the stuckness, I think that feeling of that stuck feeling is our own when we're not being creative about how to fulfill that dream. That's when we feel stuck. Otherwise, it's just a matter of time before we catch up. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being my guest today. This has been so fun and it's been so great to be able to catch up and see what new awesome adventures you have in the future. I'm excited for your, for what you have next. Thank you, Tanya. It's a real treat to see you. I missed you. have not been able to see you, but yeah, thank you so much. I always follow you as I do because I just love everything about you. And you've been doing these podcasts for some time now too, haven't you? Yeah, just a little over a year now. So it's been fun and growing and I'm truly grateful. This is probably at this point, this is my very favorite thing that I do. (laughs) It's wonderful. So it's been a lot of fun. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, that's one thing you fully you've committed to when we um, finished our course with self-publishing our books. Uh, one of the things was do a blog or do a podcast, and here you are, Tonya. You're a year in, and you are still <laughs> doing that. So good for you, sweetheart. And I'm very happy for you that you're really, really enjoying it. And yeah, it's just a wonderful opportunity to connect with you here today. So thanks again for your time, Tonya. It's just really lovely seeing you. Oh, thank you so much. Now, as you heard, Sue and I go back to, I believe it would have been fall of 2018, if I remember correctly. So it's been a minute and it's been so fun to be able to get to know her and hear all the fun adventures that she's had and all the new adventures that are to come. I'm so proud of her and the book that she has coming out, the personal development business that she's got going. I'm just so excited to see what people can do like we have so much potential and I really feel like she's an example of that so thank you for tuning into this episode super glad that you stuck with us to the end and if you want to get to know Sue a little more I will have the links to find her in the show notes if you're listening in your car or something you can also go to my website theheartofconfidence.com forward slash 
Sue Robson Travel. So that's S-U-E-R-O-B-S-O-N Travel. All right, I'll be back in your downloads next week.